The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. Welcome to Brown Table Talk. I am DC Marshall, founder and CEO of Diverse and Engaged. I am also a top WB CEO and a LinkedIn top voice. And I'm here with my amazing co-host, Mita. Hey there, Mita. Hey there, D. I'm Mita Malik, a LinkedIn top voice, a business leader, a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestseller. I'm sorry. Listen, this podcast is real. This is not scripted. And this is not an outtake, okay? And so everyone who is following, this is a big deal. So welcome to our show. Just so you know, Mita and I, we started this show, Brown Table Talk, as a place to spill the tea on the hard truths women of color face in their work spaces, places. And it's from my perspective as a Black woman and from Mita, her view as a South Asian woman at our table, we unpack it all. We don't leave any juicy details out. And then we share tips you need, not on how to survive, but how to thrive in organizations wherever you are. And so because we are very real people, we have met so many of you. You knew I could not contain the part where Mita is now a best-selling author. So that was a very real moment, but you know what? Let's just get into the show today. So Mita, why don't you tell them what we're talking about? Well, Dee, what we are going to talk about is just that, because I have wanted to call you 10 times since that news happened, but I was waiting for the show. I was waiting for the show because I wanted to talk live with our community about this. So I want to talk about the question or the reaction I've been getting to. How did you become a Wall Street Journal bestseller? This is juicy. How did you become a Wall Street Journal bestseller? So let's get into it. Dee and I, we always always have some juicy stories. We spill the tea and we leave some tips at the end for you. So Dee, it goes back to a conversation we've had throughout many seasons and many episodes. And we are here, you are here as a black woman. I'm here as a South Asian brown woman. And we're also here to help educate allies. So I've gotten two reactions to this. Yeah. I'm a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestseller. I have people like you, who love and respect me. And you were there that night, our friend Kate Luzio hosted a magical, wonderful, intimate, loving gathering evening. So there are people like you who knew this was going to happen, are still shocked because it's in print and it's amazing. Like that, wow, shock. Oh, yes, friend. So happy for you. And then there are some people who are like, really? Wow. That's truly impressive. Huh? Congratulations. So you made the Wall Street Journal bestseller. There is this piece of doubt. And so I want to unpack this because some people are probably thinking you're misinterpreting. You're thinking there's shade where there's not. And there are, I'm telling you, there are so many people who are so happy for me. I am blessed. I am loved and I have earned it. But then there's this side of people who are surprised that I made it. There's genuine, not like, the reaction you just gave, which is incredible. 
But the like, huh? You? On the Wall Street Journal bestseller list? Oh my goodness. Wow. Wow. But are you surprised? No. That's the baseline of the show is about these experiences so that we could share them. So no, we're not surprised. We are, but we're not. And I'm going to tell you, there has been in the camp of love you. I'm your biggest fan. This is your moment. We all knew this was going to happen except for you. We all believed in you. Mostly women of color and more and more. But I have not gotten, I'm just trying to think about the moments where people are like, wow, really you? I can't recall a single woman of color who's had that reaction. Now, that's just, listen, my memory could be faulty, but I'm just thinking about the moments where people are like, really, you? You already know where I'm going. It's the expectations. So we, we've talked about this on previous shows. So, so much of what we experience, we now have either frame or lens, or we've, you know, we've taken our friendship and our conversations and turned it into lessons and teachable moments. And so there is this thing. My, my first reaction is there's the low expectation. Low expectation is number one. Number two, unassuming. There's an unassuming ness about there's layers here i think south asian people remember i told you this when the vice okay we can that's another show when vice president kamala harris was curse breaker and history maker as a black and south asian woman that at that very moment south asian women i believe who were unassuming, you were always brilliant. You were always bad. You were always super bad, but you were unassuming. And so for you to make two lists, not one, and guess what, people? Listen, we're not even surprised at what's coming. We're not, we're going to celebrate. But to get back to my point about the reaction that you're getting, I think it's one, the expectation was low or it wasn't even a thought that you, you as a woman, as a South Asian woman, that how is it, even possible. And because you are not, look, you don't fit into any other, other boxes. You're not like an entertainer. You're not a celebrity. It's like you are C-suite executive. So I think that's one, the expectation. And number two, it was because you were unassuming people were surprised and shocked because of the, that. So those are my two immediate reactions to what you're getting. I got this lovely note from somebody. I'm not going to say who, because I don't want to breach their confidence, but this is a lovely note. Mita, that's so amazing. Congratulations. Not easy to do at all. I only made the list on my fourth book and et cetera, et cetera. So to do it on your first book is impressive in the extreme. I'm always cheering you on and so good to see you. So, and this is from someone who I would consider an ally. So do you see the difference in that note? That it is, it's, it's that she's saying as a first time author, it is a big deal. And I'm cheering you on. So do you see the the way that note was positioned was so incredible versus like, really? You? Wow. Wow. And it was validating and, and it level set. It's saying from a from the perspective that I have made the list and only after four times. And so I know that this is a big deal. And it's and I am impressed. It's a big deal. But you know, it is from a softer place. And yeah. I have lost count of how many times DC Marshall has been in Times Square on a billboard. And amazing. I'm not surprised. 
I'm like, it's more of the shock of seeing her face in the in Times Square on the billboard, but I'm not surprised. Do you see there's a difference, right? There's the shock of the excitement of like, oh my God, that's my friend. And I'm sharing with mom, showing my family. I'm like there's D in Times Square, but there's no like, oh, D's in Times Square? Like how did D do that? Like, do you ever get that? I've never once thought. I'm hand on heart. Like, it was never like a surprise. It was more like a scream that you beautifully did. Yeah, I get more excitement and enthusiasm for me, and I am grateful for it. So, yeah. But, you know, we're coming back to you, and I think that's a good sort of balance of when we see these things, so when I saw the USA Today, that was first, and it was immediately after the book launch, or at least the launch party, or the launch reception. Can we even talk about that here? And so I'm like, wow, this is happening. This is so happening. So there's a book launch, and then that's on a Tuesday. And then on a Wednesday, we see, oh my gosh, yes! There's list number one and then the weekend or I can't keep track, but and then a few days later, the Wall Street Journal. So I know we're talking about the shock and all, but I want to put on the parking lot. I want to talk about what I immediately went to your placement on the list. Can we just Go talk, ahead. About Let's talk about it? Let's talk about it. Okay, do it. Are we done with the shock and awe and the response? And do the, the shock and awe because I have some other things, but let's, yeah, let's okay. move forward. Let's, let's, let's go move. to my thing. As a friend, this is what friends do. I'm going to tell you all, family and friends, we do this. See, we expected it. Okay, this is going to happen. But I immediately look at the other people on the list and all I could see is down on the list, somebody who I love and admire and appreciate. Baby Brene Brown is below, okay? And so I love Brene Brown for everybody who follows her, but I just thought, OMG, this is really big. I love that my friend Mita, baby, she showed up. Do you understand? So I can dissect this entire thing. First of all, you were number, I think it was either two or four. And then Brene Brown is down there, number nine. Again, it is no shade, but it is what friends do. We place, right? And we amplify little nuances of things because we've been walking the journey. So we're super yes. excited. Brene Brown was 10 and I was four. Now, Brene Brown's book has been on the list, I think, 365 days a year. But yes. But still, it's super sweet. It, re- it really is. And I'll tell you another thing, what we get from that. It is sweet because you're right. She's Brene Brown. She has a massive platform. She's been on the Oprah Winfrey show. And so we could even say, that's another shock and awe. It's you didn't have any of that. Now you did have LinkedIn. You do have Harvard Business Review. You do contribute a lot, but Brene Brown on a major platform. And so we're not taking anything away there, but also she's been on the list for a a long time. But for placement, it really speaks volumes about the value of the book, okay? Do you see my point? It's the value. Then let's see the other nuances because family and friends and everybody cheering, we're looking at everything else and we're pulling out other wins in the win. It's a business book. I'm like, yes, come on, Wall Street Journal and Wall Street Journal at a time when inclusion and DEI is in transition. And so then I start processing. I heard you say, at the launch party. Yep. Already have a thought about my next book because the book is time 
specific in some ways where, right, in some ways it's time specific. And so, but the Reimagine Inclusion title is actually playing in to what to what's happening right now. And who knew four years later, four years later, I waited. That's what I was trying to say. It looks like, Fred, it looks like you wrote the book for... The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by Medtronic. Medtronic is dedicated to the pursuit of life-transforming healthcare technology. From artificial intelligence to robotics and beyond, health tech is reinventing what's possible. Every year, Medtronic improves the lives of 74 million people. And we're just getting started. Visit Medtronic.com to learn more. Right now. Which it just was divine intervention. Divine. There you go. Okay, what else? What did you get from Well, I wanted to also just, and I will share about this in social media at some point soon. We don't know how people identify, right? So I can hear her. Anyone who's watching on video, you'll see. Dee has my book in front of her. But I can't tell how, we can't assume how anyone identifies. We talked about this. We've talked about this many times on Brown People Talk. But as I'm going through the list, it would seem that I would know that there's myself and two other women on the list. And I just wonder what percentage of women of color get on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list? And why is it that there is not more diversity of representation on that list? And we know that because gatekeepers in publishing, agents, publishers, I mean, my journey, which I've talked about really openly, it is not easy. And for first-time authors, you're on your own marketing and pitching a book. And if you don't know that, because you aren't given access to that information, like I was early, like our friend Victoria Wiley explained to me, then you would not know how to play the game. Yeah, you know, I'd love to know the number or who's made the list. I will tell you, I know one personally, and it was really like a template, a blueprint. It's Lovey Ajayi. And, and New York Times bestseller. I know that from her profile four times. Yeah. But why do I feel like you doing the research in your head about how many women of color make the list and make these lists? And why aren't there more of us? That's my why question. Why aren't there more of us? That you, you're Because right. I will debate any day of the week that the quality is not there. It's not about the quality, friends, right? It is about the access. It is about the access. So it is. It is. Michelle Miller made the list. She's a Black woman. Of course, I know these two because they're friends. I know them personally, Michelle Miller. But again, I think Michelle Miller, because she is a co-host of CBS Saturday Morning, she talks about a window of opportunity of when she was on the show and got a book deal and all, all of that. But the point, your point about why aren't there not more women of color on the list is not about the content, the story or voices that we need to hear and a unique value, unique perspectives. It's really about the people who are making the decisions about what gets on, what gets greenlit or not. It's really, it comes down to that. That's what it is. That's what it is. I do want to go back to the shock and awe piece because I want to relate it to the workplace and for allies listening. We always say this, you can have the first thought you have in your head and you can hold on to it and interrogate it. And unless I think DAI is getting involved, no one can read my thoughts, right? So I can think whatever I want. I can think, I can interrogate it, and I can hold it. So rather than being in shock and awe and complete surprise that D did something brilliant, why don't I just hold on to that? Because if D was a white man, would I have that same reaction? And maybe I would. Maybe I would. 
But just to say, that's amazing. Congratulations. The side commentary is not needed. The side commentary is not needed. And I know I'm talking about my bestseller status list, but there's all these moments where this is happening. This has happened to me so many times, and you know this happened to you as well. We've talked about them on podcasts. So like, why is it that people just can't say, congratulations, that's amazing, without the side commentary? We don't, don't need the side commentary. Yeah, yeah. I love that you bring that up because you're right. It's a shock and awe, whether it's the promotion, whether it's the opportunity, right? Because we're connecting this to the workplace. And when women of color deliver or they make actually an award, the recognition that happened, that's a big deal within the workplace, awards and such. And so, and I certainly can't speak for the allies here, but I, I have a feeling it's, it's, it's the bias. It's the, you know, your automatic thought is... Well, because there's not enough of us getting awards in our workplaces, getting promoted, getting the big assignments, getting Wall Street Journal bestseller status. So all of a sudden when it happens to someone who you perceive to have a difference, looks different, acts different, is different from you, you're a little like, wow, that's different. (laughs) And it shouldn't be different. It should be the norm, actually. It should be the norm. And when it's the norm, then there's no like, hmm, what? The shock of it. And just, yeah, having low expectation. Or, Or I don't even know that people and people leaders recognize their bias and what's happening. I really don't. That's how it's easy to respond. Oh, how'd that happen? Or I think there's always an opportunity to do better in terms of self-awareness and professional development. And I don't think this is, this is the work that's happening inside of, and that's why it slips like, oh, because bias, right? It's those automatic thoughts. It's prejudice. We use words to tiptoe around fragility and sensitivities, particularly in the corporate space, but it's prejudice and face in favor of or against one thing, a person, a group compared to another. And it's usually, you know, unfair. It's an automatic thought, like, how did that even happen? How is she even worthy? Ooh, how is she even worthy? There it is. That's the question some people are thinking that's buried deep in your head, but you just haven't said it out loud or it's manifesting in a different way. Yeah. And I never see her. Like they're, pro- they're even thinking, oh, I would never see her. Oh my God, I would never. It's how you said about me on the billboard in Times Square. Like, yeah, obvious. And me seeing you as a best-selling author, yeah, obvious. But some may say, you know, I, w- I would have never imagined, I would never see her, those two things together. Yeah. Like her, you know, because that's the unassuming, whether it's personal, whether it's cultural, whether it's gender, being a woman, being a woman of color, being the level that you are in an organization that you are, or people making assumptions. Well, she, you know, she writes or she, I think she contributes to, to Fast Company, to Harvard Business Review, I, or, or I don't really know what she does. Like, how is she even? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that gesture. <laughs> Yes. The thing I want to close with before we head over to tips is, so this idea of being underestimated, I will hold on to it as a superpower. And I will say, okay, you go ahead and underestimate me. You go ahead and underestimate us. We're going to continue to do what we have to do and continue to soar. But at the same time, in our workplaces, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. 
So that's the piece where I think there's a bit of toxic positivity. Let them underestimate you. Let them try. But you know what? When you're in a workplace and you're like, hey, it's been three years and they keep telling me you don't have enough points on the board. The potential's not there. When you see other people less experienced than you advancing and getting promotions, there's a point where I think this idea of underestimation as a superpower can be actually toxic positivity. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Okay. Is that going to be the next book? I like it. Maybe. No. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe in the next book. Let me tell you what shows up for me as you're talking about this. It's the experience that I often see and have experience is, I call it minimizing and reducing. It's always the assumption is the lowest common denominator versus the highest. My example would be that I have been much more observant about people who they can't understand that I run a company or immediately like, even a friend, she's like, now, where are you today? Or she just assumed, I guess I'm at, I'm at home. And like, so she couldn't really get. She following your Instagram? (laughs) I I know, I know. But you know what? So again, based on what you're saying, what I get, and I actually, I wanted to talk about this on another show in terms of managing the narrative, right? Because from your perspective, I see how you leverage that as the superpower. I think I'm, I need therapy about it still because it's, it's, an, it's frustrating, it's exhausting to be minimized, reduced, or there's an assumptive, assumptive of, oh, she's this. Oh, what do you do? Like, so for instance, you know, podcasting is awesome but I don't lead with, I'm a podcaster. In fact, I'm managing against it. And what I learned about me and and being a black woman, I'm managing that for a reason. It's because I've been minimized and reduced. And so sometimes if it's either a podcast or, or she, are you a motivational speaker? And I had my coach many years ago when I restructured, rebranded and relaunched my company. She says, no, you're CEO. It's just your CEO. You're, CEO. you're building an empire. It's a part That's of. It. And I fold nicely everything else under it. So so I love here having this conversation about this unassuming being a superpower or underestimated being a superpower because I like under promise over deliver. I like that. But as a Black woman, I'm giving the opposite side of that or in a, another angle of that, how it shows up for me as a Black woman. And it's it's exhausting to be minimized and reduced and assumed as here versus people wanting to see you as, you know, it's like, I'm. Gonna, here's the last thing that I'll say. It's like seeing you as, oh, she wrote an ebook versus no, she is a published author on the bestseller, on several bestseller lists. You see what I'm saying? It's like, if I said, that's the piece. It's it's if I say, oh, my friend wrote a book and they'll say, oh, is it an ebook? Now, of course, we're not saying it, but that's that's the that's the idea. That's the back. OK, we need to park this. This is another episode, friends. This is another episode. We need to talk about this. This this deserves a full episode. All right. I'm parking it. We are heading over to tips. OK, D, we got to have another episode on all of this. But for now, we're going to head straight to the tips. Tips are for allies. D, over to you for one and two. Tip number one, check your bias. 
Why? Because you may not realize what you are about to say is offensive, hurtful, or harmful. Tip number two, congratulations is a full and complete sentence. Just say congratulations and with a smile. Can you hear that I'm smiling right now? So if it's online, offline, or in person, say congratulations with a smile. And over to you, Mita, for tip number three. Listen, Dee, this is why we do this podcast. There is plenty of room for everyone to win. We want to see more women of color winning. We want more allies to help. And yes, I'm a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestseller, and I want more women of color to join me on that list. So thank you everyone for being here today. We love our Roundtable Talk community. Thank you to the LinkedIn Podcast Network. If you loved this conversation, please share it with someone who needs it today. Please subscribe and write a review and we will see you next time. Side effects of listening to Brown Table Talk may include allies unleashed, getting paid more, and a dose of badassery all the way around. More at www.browntabletalkpodcast.com. Brown Table Talk.